Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 291 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, January 24, 2013. On today's show, there's a lot of support groups out there, right? Well, uh, how about a support group for physicians and providers? You know, like back in residency. What we'll be talking about is <laughs> taking the curtain back a little bit and and also answering uh, an important question. Um, my guest coming up will be a family physician, Dr. Vicki Rental from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about that and also this important question, what gets you up in the morning to go to work in this broken healthcare system? All that coming up on episode 291 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast starting right now. medicine and social media this is the family medicine rocks podcast my name is mike sevilla your favorite family physician host that's right what is this show about well i asked ask that a lot <laughs> this is social media through the eyes of a family physician i encourage you to check out my digital library of stuff at familymedicinerocks.com and uh, has a couple of uh, articles there uh, which i was quoted in this week so go check those out Big shout-out to all the people following me on Twitter, all 11,164 people following me on Twitter. Thank you so much for that. Also, big shout-out to the people who like the Facebook page for this show, all 719 people who like the Facebook page. Today is Thursday, January 24, 2013. Uh, it is 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is Nine degrees Fahrenheit feels like nine degrees, so a big uh, big chill uh, this week, uh, and had some school closings and things. So uh, hey, January, come on, it's supposed to be a cold here, right? <laughs> so how is your week going there, uh, kids? Uh, I'm very excited about that today's show. Uh, we'll be uh, taking the curtain back a little bit. So what did physicians talk about? Behind uh, closed doors. Fascinating show uh, uh, today. And my guest uh, coming up uh, will be a family physician, uh, uh, Dr. Vicki Rental from the Columbus, Ohio area. We'll be uh, talking about some interesting topics here. And uh, also want to give a big shout out to our friends at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians, uh, whom we're uh, pitching, pitching this concept to uh, about talking, uh, talking about physicians and things. So check them out at OhioAFP.org. 
org. So we'll be uh, getting into our conversation in a little bit. Uh, but first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host on this very network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. <laughs> I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients uh, in the hospital and in my office uh, here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. So I will uh, I will take my break. And after the break, uh, we'll be uh, Dr. Vicki Rental from uh, the Columbus, Ohio area. We'll be uh, talking about uh, physicians and and remembering back into residency and, uh, uh, you know, how about a support, a social media support group for physicians? How about that? We'll, we'll be talking about that. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Uh, just Google FM Revolution for more details. Uh, and also a, a member of the uh, Proba Network, a podcast you can get there by going to Ed. Network.com, and uh, we'll be right back. Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. This is the Family Medicine Rocks uh, podcast here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Hey, check out FamilyMedicineRocks.com for more details. So let's kind of uh, get into this here. You know, uh, there's been a lot of talk out there, you know, about, uh, you know, these, there's patient support groups and there's all these virtual support groups out there. And uh, this this idea of this, 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 this podcast, this, this episode, uh, came out of a, a discussion uh, that we had at, at my professional society at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians, and um, we talked about, hey, you know what, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, docs, you know, we 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 have these stresses that we go through every day, whether in the work setting or in other settings, and you know, back in residency, you know, residency for those people don't know that that's the uh, that's the physician in training. So you so you go to college and then you go to medical school and then after you graduate medical school, then you go into what's called a residency um, in your area of specialty. Uh, if in my case, it is uh, family medicine. And you know, during that time, you start to you know learn how to be a real doctor. You know, <laughs> uh, and not just about the medical part, but you know, you learn about a lot of different things. You know, you learn about um, you know what the resources in the community. You know, for things like uh, you know mental health and, and women's issues and and childcare and all this other kind of stuff that that you don't really learn in medical school or you know anywhere else. You know, you, you kind of learn you know things about you know, health insurance uh, companies and, and how to bill and how to document and all that kind of stuff. You know, there, there will always be somebody, you know, around the corner, you know, you know, you know one of your more senior level residents or, or what they call an attending physician, you know, a, a more seasoned, uh, a more veteran physician where, you know, where you just come out of medical school and you're like, hey, what do you think about this? 
so you would talk to these people. You would learn that way in addition to learning the medicine part. Uh, and I have a, a two-part conversation uh, w- with Vicky during the show. And, and you know, the, the first part is, is, is we talk about how we miss that. You know, there, there's this collegiality uh, that we had during our family medicine training, during our, uh, our residency training, uh, of people that, you know, are some of them are your friends for life, people that you will share stories with, people you, you will, um, you know, uh, <laughs> share great stories, especially of things like intern year or senior year or, or you know, getting to know, you know, the, the families of the people that you work with, all those stories that you have during that short period of time uh, during residency. And, and, you know, I've been out of residency for about 10 years, you know, and I, and I still tell stories from those times. Uh, and, and, and in this first part of our interview here, uh, and this is a recorded interview, uh, we, we talk about, you know, the, the idea of this episode, the idea of having some kind of maybe support group or group of physicians where we can just say, hey, you know, I mean, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Uh, and, and uh, you know, some ideas of how we can use social media to, uh, you know, to help maybe satisfy some of these wants and needs and it's just an interesting topic on today's show so i will play the first part of this uh, talk here and then uh, we'll uh, i'll talk to you after this uh, but here is uh, dr rental she is from uh, the columbus ohio area worthington family physicians here is the first part of our conversation uh, that we just had uh, just a couple hours ago it's still i don't know why but it's still kind of a shock to me how when you hit practice private practice or whatever kind of practice you do, how I miss the collegiality of residency, you know, where you are surrounded. I like physicians. I enjoy talking to them. You know, I've been inculcated into the guild, I guess, at this point. You know, I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. I think the way other physicians do. I face the same pressures other physicians do. I have many of the same personal stressors at this point in my life that other physicians do. And I miss having, you know, my support group, to talk to. I mean, I do have a close, I have my partners at my practice. I have a close network of uh, physicians, you know, that I scream at during the day or, you know, run through problems with, mostly scream at, and they scream back. Um, but I miss the collegiality and the, the ability to problem solve quite expeditiously at the point of care, uh, you know, that, that you did have you, in residency. Did, I'm sorry, did, did you get that? Did you get that in, in, in med school and in, in residency, that kind of collegiality? Absolutely. I mean, Surround, you, I mean, for good reason, you're surrounded by specialists who can help you navigate the tricky waters of patient care. And, of course, you know, at that point, you really are consumed with, is this patient sick or not? How do I manage this patient? How do I get them out? How do I get somebody into an ECF? You know, all of the, the myriad of things that go into taking care of patients. Well, after thousands of patient encounters now, much of that is, is wrote to me. What is not wrote to me, however, are the... Logistical challenges of running a small business, the the logistical, ethical, um, economic, uh, name it, challenge of um, providing care, providing primary care in the United States. It's a blood sport, and you know I am so limited by time between you know hammering out notes on EHR, seeing patients, you know, dealing with the HR problems that come up through the course of the day. 
and I and all my colleagues are facing the same problems, and I miss the chance to talk these problems over. One, you know, just to be able to vent to a sympathetic group of people, but also, you know, how are you dealing with the patient problem? What do you do when you have faced your third complicated patient of the morning? What do you do when you're sandbagged by somebody who is ostensibly coming in because they had a cold, but as it turns out, we're just released from the hospital and are there with your daughter because mom seems a little bit confused and should we take the keys away and you're already a half an hour behind and you have, I mean, these are the real-life problems that so we of, all face. Kind of beyond the clinical questions, like, you know, why aren't they on an ACE inhibitor or, you know, what will all be true? And oh, this is like, you know, you know, this is like, the person, like, how are you personally dealing with these emotions and all that kind of stuff? Is exactly, that what you're getting at? exactly. I mean, we all have. There are one wonderful thing about social media now is that there are a myriad of places to go to get clinical information, you know, from e-medicine and up-to-date, you know, where you can get really good point-of-care information that's bullet-pointed for things that you need, you know, like in the 30 seconds that you have to figure out what to do with a patient between that patient and the next patient. Um what about the, the messier problems, though, of, of, you know, getting through your day? Leave the clinical issues aside. What, how are we all managing this? And, and so here's another little thing that happened. I'm a big runner. I know you probably couldn't tell that from my extremely svelte physique. But I spend a lot of time on the road, and I listen to a lot of different things, podcasts, sure. CME, exactly. lectures right. that are completely right. unrelated to medicine, et cetera. And one of the things that I was listening to was this comedy podcast uh, called WTF, which stands for just exactly what you think it is, and it's this really dysphoric comedian who has uh, had some success, isn't, you know, like an Eddie Murphy kind of success, but he just talks to other comedians. Where, how did you get where you are? What are the challenges that you face? What are the challenges that you did face, and how did you solve them? What have been your successes, and how did you arrive at these successes? And, and I, as I'm running along and listening to these things, while I am praying for death, because I'm while I'm running, I'm feeling pretty horrible, I'm also thinking, I wish there was something like this for primary care. You know, I would love to have somebody, this has to exist. And I know your podcast addresses a lot of very interesting things, but, on the, but you know, I'm kind of a boots-on-the-ground person. What, what, right. Uh, what, very what very pragmatic, very these? practical. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and most physicians don't have an hour like these podcasts that this guy does. They're like an hour plus. No, I'm not going to listen to that. But, you know, what if there was a podcast that just had, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes you could listen to on, you know, in this instance, I, I, I sort of pitched the idea to the Ohio Academy of Family Practice. What if it was right. on your website, hosted on your website, where I pick an issue – or, you know, a, a, a practice. What You know, why is your practice such a success? Why What isn't successful about it? And just, you know, kind of hammer out one little thing. Give it some context. Who are you? How did you get here? What's your practice like? And, 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 and I definitely get that's what you're saying as far as, you know, how do you get a group, you know, like this in social media to, you know, I guess similar to residency, you know, where mm -hmm. we just, like, you know, goof around and share stories mm -hmm. and talk about whatever. and Because uh, you're right. I mean, you're. Uh, I kind of miss that, too, because that, that was a fun time in residency. Absolutely. The camaraderie and, and the ability to, you know, walk up to, you know, have ten people within 20 feet of you and say, what would you do about blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you would get a list of great ideas, mediocre ideas, and bad ideas. 
And, you know, I, I do not have time, obviously, to do that during the day or the access to the people. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving aside, again, clinical issues. But, you know, like, there are so many things. I guess I'm coming full circle now. So many yeah. things about as technology changes, how are you managing the flow? I mean, these are just stupid little things, but they make such a difference because you do them 30 times a day. How do you handle a consultant letter that comes in the mail? How do you, you know, what do you do if what the, what is in the consultant letter, the consultant has the wrong medication or they change the medication or, you know, you're like, oh, my God, she's allergic to that medication. You know, how do you process all this information? There are so many things, and as you have noted, being a techno geek, as the ability to manipulate information, extract information, gather information, um, changes consistently. How you know the, the you know we store everything in the cloud now, um, but but we have to have you know if the cloud if your internet connection goes down or if your our EHR is is in the cloud and they oh, yeah. I think last That's year awesome. had a little bit of downtime, not much, but if when they do, what do you you know we still have we keep paper charts with the last couple of notes on them just so we have. You know, we easily, exactly. But, you know, we're going to move to saving to, you know, printing to PDF. And, you know, I mean, just how are other people handling this? Sometimes I was talking to somebody in a meeting recently, and I was, you know, moaning about blah, 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 and and they said, oh, you should look at snappy facts or something. You know, I mean, sometimes you hear just the little thing and you think, Eureka, I've solved the problem. But the, the access to those solutions the ability to, you know, you can learn so much from how other people think through problems, I think. Um, that's what I was shooting for with the podcast. How are we all facing all of these kind of really similar challenges? How do you go about solving that, and what can I take from you that worked, and what can I, you know, learn from you about what didn't work and apply that to my own situation? That's what I was thinking with the podcast. That's yeah, I, I mean, it's- yeah, that's no. That's a great idea. It's just it's uh, the, the challenge is how you know how, how do you how do you reach the people out there? You know how do you reach the people who are you know on the treadmill you know in, in the work right. setting and then they and they, and they're, they they got their stuff at home and then they got this and then they got that and and uh, I mean uh, obviously I mean I think you know social media is the answer. It's just mm-hmm. how do you how do you get the word out to them to check on their smartphone you know you don't have to you don't have to go to your computer you know you don't right. have to go yeah. anywhere you, True. we we can deliver it to you we just have to make you aware of that and to try to engage you a little bit um that that you know it's frustrating but that's that's something that is challenging and that's something that excites me a little bit as far as how do we reach these people because we know um that they have something to say uh we just have to get the right way how to ask them because we know that they're out there. The challenge Mm -hmm. is how do you get them, how do you get them engaged, and then after you do that, I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's just just how do you get over those hurdles? You're getting way ahead of the biggest problem. The biggest problem is how will I not make a fool of myself and be incoherent? (laughs) So once I solve that problem... You you need to just let go of that because I I don't (laughs) care about being incoherent because, you know, that's I don't know. You know, that, that, that's the, well, yeah, this little, another little tangent. You know, I don't like these, like, TV doctors who who, who look too polished. They look too Hate prepared. Them. Hate, Hate them. them. You know, yeah. I I don't care about being, you know, incoherent. That, I think, I think that's how I got a lot of people to be listening to me. They're like, Mike, we don't really care. Uh, you're entertaining. You're funny. Mm-hmm. You have some information, and we're going to listen. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, just being a little incoherent, I think, I think that's endearing to a lot of people. Well, gosh, you're you're once again being so generous. One thing I will say about this is, 
you know, I mean, I go to work every day. I'm sure you do the same thing. I go to work every day, and, you know, the people that I work with, I love. They drive me crazy. I need to lock myself in the bathroom sometimes. But ultimately, people depend on me and my partners to feed themselves and their kids. And um, that creates, in addition, you know, again, setting patient care aside, patients depend on me to, you know, think clear in a clear-headed way about their problems and be objective and, you know, not be an, an incompetent fool about taking care of their healthcare needs. I also have, you know, I'm an employer, and th- this is something that I am in- I'm very passionate about. I, I, I expect people to behave like grown-ups, um, I ex- but, but, you know, in return, really? you, you, well, you know what I mean. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, I, people <laughs> depend on me, and I, and, and I hope that, that I really want to solve these, not solve, I really want to move the ball down the field on some of these primary care problems that we all face, and hopefully create some kind of exchange where we can, you know, you, even if you walk away with one tiny little idea, if it saves you 30 seconds a day, by God, that's, 30 seconds you could have had half a frosty. So that's important. Or 30 seconds you could have spent, you know, just staring at a wall. My God, how long ago did I do that? You know what I mean? Little I'm things focus on the frosty. make a huge difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm focused on the frosty. <laughs> that just stopped me in your tracks. There, we're back live. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person that is interested in this topic, or I mean, Vicky, you're the only person interested in this topic. I mean, go to familymedicinerocks.com and, and let me know what you think. But I mean, this is this is, and obviously, you know, this episode is is, is focused to a very niche, you know, audience. Maybe not you. Uh, but I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, this podcast uh, was going to explore, you know, as far as, yeah, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that there, there is stuff that happens during my work day. It does. It does. And it would be cool just to say, hey, you know, reach out to somebody out there in social media and say, hey, you know, doctor, whomever or provider, whomever, you know, how do you how do you deal with this type of thing? You know, it's it's. You know, it's it, it, everybody. You know, especially now, it's just, everybody's just so focused on work, and it's just it's. And I'm guilty of the same thing. It's, it's very frustrating. You know, it's it's it's. You know, it's it, it's it's working with your computer, and it's it's dealing with this uh, um, uh, administrative thing and that administrative thing, and it's just it, it gets it, it, it would be just you know I don't know if it's just venting or if it's just. You know, just, just just you know, getting a group of people to to, to network and, and problem solve and and you know share best practices and and say, hey, you know, wh- what are you what are you doing uh, about this? So so that's part one of the interview. Uh, I'm going to play part two just after this break here uh, to 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 tease this a little bit. The, the the part two coming up right after this right after this break here is is is, is she asked me. She's like she's like Mike, what what. <laughs> What gets you up in the morning? What gets you going to work in this broken healthcare system that we have? We're going to have that answer right after this short break. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Go to familymedicinerocks.com. We will be right back. And 
welcome back to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on Block Talk Radio. My name is Mike Seville. I go to familymedicinerocks.com for more information. Hey, uh, thanks again, everybody, uh, for da- all your downloads for the past few shows. The download numbers have been huge. Uh, they've been steady, uh, and they have been uh, just incredible. Uh, and uh, I, I, obviously, I'm, I'm very humbled that anybody would even want uh, to listen to what I talk about. So thank you so much for the, your support of this show, for your support of the, the website and all my social media uh, projects. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I very much appreciate that. So part two of our conversation here, because this show is flying by today, uh, the part two of this conversation with uh, Dr. Vicki Rental from the Columbus, Ohio area, family physician, uh, and uh, – <laughs> She she kind of cornered – well, I wouldn't say she cornered me. I'm just kind of teasing things a little bit. Uh, but she kind of said, hey, what, Mike, you know, what, 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 why do you do this? Why do you keep doing this? What, why do you keep – you know, why, why are you still seeing patients? You know, why are you a family doctor? Why do you work in this uh, broken healthcare system? It's so frustrating. Uh, and I will play the second part of our conversation coming up. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now, tell me this about – and then I'll stop my – my um, interrogation what gets you out of bed in the morning like when you are facing a day of patients and stopping in the hospital on the way to work and then maybe hitting the nursing home or the emergency room on the way home or both what do you do when the alarm goes off to kind of bribe yourself to get out of bed um it's all that cheesy stuff you know that you know (laughs) the altruist you know like like this week you know i want to help people well, no, well, I mean, you, I mean, you, you, know, you, you have these, you have these little interactions that get you through the day. You know, exactly. you, 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 you know, I have this 98 year old patient that comes in and and says, you know, Dr. Sevilla, you know, and and I'm already running 20 minutes late, and I'm like, I don't care if I run another 20 minutes late. I want him to tell me about whatever he wants me to tell me about, uh-huh. you know, or you know, a little newborn comes in, or you know, or or a family member from California that comes in and wants to talk or whatever. So, so I, you know, that that it, it is the little things that get me through the day. And and uh-huh. you know, when you, when you have those tough days and when you have your EMR just all yeah. you know, crazy and crashing and stuff, yeah. and you're like, I, 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 you know, it's 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 cheesy stuff, but I, you know, I, I try to remember back, you know, way way back to being helping people and that type of thing. And and yeah. so so that so that that's what gets me through it, you know. And it, you know, and, and it. <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad, but it doesn't really take much for me. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Now, is now I'm I'm making an assumption that all of this ancillary stuff you do with your podcast, et cetera, also kind of keeps your interests going. But I'm curious, and, and that may be wrong. You may say no, this is onerous. But you seem like you no, approach no, no. this with a fair amount of interest and, dare I say it, it sounds corny, joy. Um, and I'm curious about how you kind of got involved in that. And how do you use it in your practice? We talked about that a little bit at the OAFP cluster thing, but but I'm really curious about how you kind of roll this all together. Yeah, I, I don't use it – well, let, let me go back to, to, to the beginning. So so I've always been kind of techie, uh, geeky, you know, that type of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe about Boy, five or six years ago. Or, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I I, I – I was very curious about these blog things, you know, I'm like, what are these blog things, you know, and I'm like, well, are are doctors writing blog things? Uh, And and I found out yes, and what was really compelling to me about them um, was that it was about really good storytelling. And, of course, they were talking about patients. 
you know, back then, and which is a you know no no. Uh, so that's kind of how I started, you know, blogging. I would talk about patients, you know, and how you know I called myself the the really geeky name of Doctor Anonymous. You know, that that was kind of my <laughs> my, my pen name. Uh, uh-huh. But I, what I wanted what I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to bring the reader into the exam room with me. I wanted mm-hmm. to let, show people this is how medicine is practiced in the United States, and you may not like it. Because mm-hmm. of things like insurance companies, attorneys, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah, uh, and that's when and that's when people started, you know, reading what I was doing. But you know, I'm in a small town, and I got scared that people may, you know, find that I'm talking about them or HIPAA right. violations or that yeah. type of thing. Uh, right. Because I was reading somebody because it happened in another part of the country, and I'm like, well, I stopped doing that. Right. So I kind of switched to talking about um, hot topics in medicine and technology and things and putting my little spin on it. Uh, And then I would meet people from around the country who were doing the same thing, um, and then we would have fun talking about medicine and technology and things. Mm -hmm. I haven't haven't really done much with my practice because I don't have time, but I would love to – you know, talk about you know this is why the flu doesn't give you you know the you know the flu flu shot doesn't give you the flu you know or this is why oh my god would you not like a dime for every time you have to give that speech <laughs> if I had yeah, that, I'd yeah. be retiring right now <laughs> yeah and, and people are people are doing that and I would love to do that you know it's a, you know uh-huh. people you know people get in front of their you know little laptop camera and they do two minutes on why. If you know the flu shot doesn't cause the flu, they put it on their website and say, you know, okay, we're talking about the flu. I'm going to give you the short answer, no, but go to the website and there's three minutes there or four minutes there with uh, references and CDC links and you know this is this is the evidence why. But the short answer right. is no. But I'm going to refer you here for for that because yeah, you, you and I we do this you know 15 times a day. You know uh-huh. the flu does not cause the flu shot. So, right. so that's how I see people doing that. I'd like to do that more. I just don't have time to do that. Oh, you have to have a fairly sophisticated patient population too, who want to access want to access information that way. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but every day in my office, I see people on their smartphones. So oh, I'm like, absolutely. you know, absolutely. I don't. Think you know, that's I'm the way like. That, I'm sorry. Please do go on. No, no, no. I mean, you know, because, you know, I, I could just say, hey, you know, this is the link while you're waiting for me as I'm 20 minutes behind talking to my fellow oh, yeah. patients. This is why the flu doesn't call it flu shot. I will be in and we can talk about it. Um, so you know, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, you know, I, I see smartphones all the time in my office. So, I mean. I do. I do. I completely agree with you on that. And that's actually kind of a very interesting idea. You know, instead of Muzak playing in your office, um, or whatever, music or white noise or whatever you have playing. Can you also, in addition to that, have some kind of, you know, uh, intranet of, you know, today's things to read about while you're here at the office are flu shots, um, why you need, you know, whooping cough is, you know, making a huge resurgence and and why colonoscopies are important or whatever. I mean, obviously, I just kind of hit wellness issues, but whatever. Um, yeah, and, and, and like, and like have uh, have you or me do it rather than have them watching Doctor Oz in the waiting room and then they're and they're in and they're ambushing me. You know, I don't. Know. Absolutely. Well, and and um, I mean that's a pretty that's an interesting idea because people. I mean, I don't know about you, but I look at some of the handouts. I mean, I have my own handouts that I've written over the years to patients. But period, like yes, just yesterday, somebody asked me for a particular specific uh, series of exercises for her hamstring. So I printed something from familydoctor.org. It was like five pages long, and 
Uh, a page and a half was disclaimers. <laughs> like, this is useless. Right. Who reads this BS? Not me. <laughs> I'm giving it to her. Um, you know, like, and, and in the end, you know, patients reasonably are customers and narcissists. They're coming at a vulnerable time when they feel exactly. exposed. You know, whether they have a sprained ankle or, you know, a PE, they're not the sophisticated consumer of health information that I am at this point. You know, they can't tell. Patients should not and cannot differentiate when, when they are, you know, desperately <laughs> ill all the time. Some obviously can. Versus, you know, something self-limited that they're going to recover from anyway. That's my job to some degree. Right. right. I forget where I'm going right. with this. Um, um. Anyway, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, I, I Go know, with it, uh, Mike. Oh, I know what I'm going to say. I, Patience, I, there's I, I, all I, I know this would be creepy. Uh, this would be really creepy, but I, uh, it would be interesting to follow you around in your office for a day as you're talking to patients and giving them those little tidbits of patient information and, and cutting those out and putting it and on the And making sure that I document that I did that so I can re- reach my stage two meaningful use. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, right. absolutely. Right. Amen, brothers right. and sisters. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to use social media for my clinical stuff. I just, I just need to carve out the time to to try to yeah. do it. And, well, good uh, luck with that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I got interested in this whole whole social social media thing. And because the other thing too is it just got really really got me upset because you know there, there's all these other people who are supposed experts in medicine who have never seen a patient or who have not exactly. seen exactly. For years, and then they're like preaching, and I'm like, okay, when's the last time you actually saw and touched a patient, mm-hmm. or maybe never, because you're this supposed health expert, but you're not a doctor, and you don't know what you're talking about. So, so I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you in that in that sense. You know, most of the people that that speak to patient care that have a large national voice haven't laid hands on a sick person for decades. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so so that, that that's one of the reasons why I do this is because I just well, cool. really really upset, and I wish I could do more, but I have a real job, and which I love right. more than doing any you know, anything else. Uh, so yeah, yeah, but so that 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 so getting getting back to your question like two years ago that I was answering uh, because I was like rambling on <laughs> that that's that that's what gets me up in the morning. It's it's silly, it's cheesy, it's altruistic, but that's what I go back to when I have you know tough days. Or when patients say really funny things, like I had a patient, this, that patient who had muringitis, but said they had meningitis. <laughs> I'm still giggling about that. And I had this lovely guy. I love him so much. He's a really elderly guy, and he was walking down the. Hall. I had had just an awful day, awful, just one time bomb after another, and um, he was my last patient of the day. And you know how sometimes you're just so worn down, you don't have the strength to keep the person on task. You right. just like I'm just going to sit here and let you wash over me while I kind of sort out what I have to do at this appointment. So this guy, he he was a hospital follow-up uh, hip fracture uh, in ECF day, so kind of a complicated appointment. But he he had me. I kind of asked him what he had done before he came to the appointment, as I'm you know drafting my note, just kind of getting the basics in, and so I'm just letting him talk. And um, so I'm kind of lost in my thoughts, you know, hypertension, you know, status post aura for hip, blah blah blah, and. Um, he says, well, on the way to your office, I stopped at Dairy Queen, <laughs> and I looked up from my computer, I stopped, I put it aside, I said, that's it, I've had enough. 
throw the computer out the window, you had me at Dairy Queen. And then, so I visited with him for a while. I mean, it was a lovely, lovely visit that I got paid to get to know this guy a little bit and just bring him into my – I mean, he was – oh, my gosh, he was wonderful. So on the way out, I walked him out. His family was waiting for him in the, in the waiting room. And that's kind of a long haul from my exam room out to the waiting room. So I'm walking him out, and he stops with his walker, you know, and he looks at me and he says, Honey – I don't know what your name is, but I know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you, it's so corny, but that has, I, every time I think about that, I think I can go see four more patients. <laughs> I, can exactly. do it, I can do it for another half day. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like, you know, you know, nobody would believe that uh, other, no. than, other than people like us who are, like, go through it every day. And so yeah, so it's, I have to tell I have to tell all of you out there that you know we, we talked for an hour and and I and I cut out the best you know uh, you know fifteen minutes uh, you know out of our talk and uh, you know because a lot of it was just a lot of socializing and and stuff that you know you don't really want to you know hear about it's kind of boring type stuff so uh, so it, it was a great conversation it, it's it, it's a great concept and and I apologize if. If you know if some of that stuff in there you know was was not totally politically correct, if people are offended by some of the stuff that we were chatting about, I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't wasn't supposed to be you know offending or you know talking about people or talking about patients or whatever. I mean, it's just you know it's it's two docs you know chatting and and, and talking about you know, all kinds of different things. And I wanted to share that with you and, and, uh, and you know, just just kind of see, you know, especially what the physicians would, would, would think about that, you know. And, and you know, if, if you're on Twitter right now, you know, you, you, can, you can send me some feedback or, or, or go to Facebook, facebook.com slash fanmedrocks, and, and, and you know, let, let me know what you, should, you know, what you think of the show today, you know, and, and, and let me know what you think of, you know, you know, having conversations like this on the podcast, you know, is it worth it? Is it entertaining? Is it something you would want to listen to? Uh, because it, it was it was really fun to chat. It was really fun to chat and 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 you know to you know share some of these grassroots everyday type of things that we go through that maybe not everybody goes through, but I know a small niche out there, maybe a bigger niche of this audience uh, would listen to and enjoy. Um, and you know me not really caring. <laughs> what I'm saying, um, because uh, you know, of, of of people being you know worried about you know being offended or insulted or whatever. So I mean, it's so so. I I, I thought I thought it was a, a great chat today. Um, I hope to bring uh, Dr. Vicky back on. You know, maybe you know once a month or you know every other month just to you know talk about you know maybe having a more focused. Type of show, more focused type of podcast on on you know some of these practice issues to share best practices to try to engage, especially the physicians out there to say, hey, what are you doing in your office? Can you share a little bit about how you deal with a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to things like you know information overload? You know, how do you deal with that? How do you budget time in your day? How do you how do you balance? you know, your workload and your home life and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it may not be interesting to all of you out there, but I know it's interesting to me. Um, and, and, you know, that is stuff that, that I want to talk about. Not every show, but, you know, every once in a while to try to, you know, get that conversation out there. That's what social media is about. Social media is about, you know, 
you know, getting conversations like this on the air or or on blogs or that type of thing. So, uh, so thanks again to Dr. Vicky for 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 coming on the show today. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about it this weekend coming up in the uh, the great city of Columbus uh, with our friends at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians. You know, maybe people at the organization maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't like it, maybe they'll be uh, interested in exploring it a little bit more. Who knows? <laughs> but I know that I had a great time today. Uh, thanks again to Dr. Vicki Randall for, for coming on the show here uh, today. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna close things up here a little bit early. You know, I I know 40 minutes is, is a little bit is a little bit short for this show, but but you know, hey, you know, they, they all can't be you know 90 minute masterpieces. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you just say what you need to say. So thank you so much for joining me live here. If you missed any part of the show, you can uh, go to familymedicinerocks.com or blogtalkradio.com slash fanmedrocks. Uh, you, the, uh, the iTunes uh, link is there, uh, and I'll have all the information on the website in the, in the next uh, few days. So thanks again for joining me uh, at the show. Uh, on the show today, leave some feedback for me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, th- thanks a lot for uh, for uh, for joining me uh, on the podcast today. My name is Mike Sabella. Go check out familymedicinerocks.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dr. Mike Sabella. Um, also, Facebook.com/slash/famedrocks. Also, MikeSabella.com. All that stuff is on familymedicinerocks.com. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and yeah, thanks again for all the downloads and listening live to this show over the past few weeks. I very, 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 very much appreciate it, Matt. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Uh, there's no closing show here today. I would just say uh, good night, uh, have a good week, have a good weekend. For those of you, especially in the Midwest, stay warm um, out there, and we will talk to you all very soon. Have a good day, everybody, and we'll see you.